Oh, we stumble upon a family here at Echo Church. Welcome to the podcast, folks. Oh. How yeah. are we? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Tom. Is it actually recording? Yeah. Oh, I- oh it is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Oh, hi, good to see you. You are listening to the Echo Church Podcast, and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. The second week of Echo Church just wrapped up. We are in the lobby. We're going to see if we can get a few reactions, hear what a few people do, and try to learn more, and then we'll get into today's message. We've spied our setup coordinator lead manager, Nate Metzger. We are excited to chat with him. Nate, how was setup today? It was a delight. It was awesome. Everyone was great. What time were you here, Nate? Uh, we were here 6.30 a.m. Really good. How was driving the... He slept in. How was driving the trailer today? Oh, smooth. Smooth, like sailing a boat. Smooth. Good. 1998 Chevy's just hanging in there. The fun ton, yes, all day. The fun ton. Tell us more about the fun ton. The fun ton has no windshield wipers, and it makes the morning drive interesting. <laughs> Sam, checking in for the podcast here. Um, how are the kids this morning? Uh, full, loud, fun, minimal tears. Overall success. That, that's sure. a good operation. Ezra, what did you think about this morning? God. Uh, oh, God. She said God. Okay. What, did he, what did he make on day five, Ezra? What did God make on day five? And look. The moon. Animals. Animals. Okay, animals. Sorry, I bought that one. Let's say hello to Nils. Nils, hello. welcome to the podcast. Oh, wonderful. Hello. What do you do here? Great to be here. Um, I am the uh, piano, uh, the keys player in the, in the worship band. You do tinkle those ivories. I, I tickle them. <laughs> tickle them. Tickle them. It sounded great this morning. Thank you. Good work as always. Nils Thank has you. been uh, plugging away practices, Sunday mornings, before the church even started. Nils, you're the man. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, our, our airline host, Scott Uh-oh. Scholl. Scott, week two. What do you think? I think Cordy's hair looks excellent. Uh, I think Andy was lacking the blue blazer. Uh, no, it was awesome. I. It's nice when you get to meet, uh, try to see a bunch of people week one, but what's really cool is getting to see him again in week two get to know them a little better, get to go a little further in that relationship. Instead of people just being faces, they got to be more names this week, which meant a lot to me. Hey, as our airline steward, your outfit today, this airline steward outfit you're wearing, I know people can't see it at home, and if they weren't it there, I don't know if they'll believe me, but it's fantastic. Your legs look great today. I, I do my best. I mean, the skirt's a little short for my liking, but it worked out. Counted a few weeks ago, she had 10 flat tires. See? Not just me. She had one like a couple months ago. Oh no, it's what you think. I thought it was really great. This is your first time here? First visit today, yeah. Yeah, and we just found out that she's had about 10 flat tires. So she really resonated with Christy. Thank you. Should we talk about your your intro here a little bit? So I want to add context, and you guys forgot this. Andy and I were playing video games. You were! <laughs> that While night. your flat tire happened. Over the phone! Our video. Phone. Oh, that was we it! Out. And I was like, Cordy, tell Andy. So, Ridiculous. So he wouldn't answer the phone when you were calling him because we were playing Rocket League. 
Barf. on PS3. Ridiculous. <laughs> I just wanted to add that to the story, Thank a little you, color in the intro. And you have other talents, and you and still showed up for me, and my husband didn't try. I so know, that I was tried. nice. <laughs> so we heard about Echo Church through the ARC ministry, I guess is a good way. We're from Birmingham, Alabama, so our home church was Church of the Highlands, which started the ARC ministry. And now we're new to Rochester, so Roll I wanted tie. to check it out. Go Pack Go. Love it. All right. Thank you, guys. Let's get into the message. But today, uh, we are in the midst of a message series that call, that's called We Are the Echoes. It's this idea of like, hey, if, if we're going to start a church off, we're going to make sure to start it off right. We're going to make sure to communicate some of our direction and some of our vision and, and, and what we want to actually be. Uh, at the same time, we want to set up uh, so that we don't get any flats anytime soon. And we've got a few stories we want to share about flat tires. This is true. Unfortunately, <laughs> you guys, I have had a flat tire many times. Anyone in this room have had a flat tire on a vehicle? It's a good time. Yep. So I thought I would share, we'll share one story since I have so many. But about three years ago, I was pregnant with our youngest daughter, Keza. And I was about five months pregnant. And we had organized a craft night in Lake City. Anyone been to Lake City? It's a little bit of a jaunt. And so I was the driver, and we were driving to Catherine and Cordy's house. Cordy, who was leading worship here this morning, they were living there at the time. And she was teaching us how to do, like, the cool weaves, like, on the stick and, you know, like, the fiber art. Super easy. Sarcasm. She thinks it is, but she's taught me. So I was driving, and I had two passengers with me in our vehicle and the two passengers one friend was Bree who's here today as well and she had just had a surgery so she was out of work and was restricted on activity and lifting things and all that love you Bree second person I had with me was my cousin Lynn and she had just had foot surgery so she was in a boot and had the crutches and so it was an icy stormy typical Minnesota December night and we go there, we have a great time, and we had parked outside in their driveway, and we get in my car about 11 o'clock at night, and we're going to drive home. Now, one little detail I'd like to bring up is a couple days prior, pregnant Christy had a flat tire, and I had freaked out and said, my tires are old, they're not safe, I'm pregnant, I'm hauling our kids, I need tires, and Andy's like, Christy, I fixed it. Nah, it's not a big fixed deal. It. So he filled all the tires, he's like, it's just the cold temps, you know, adjusting the pressures. So I'm like, okay, I believe you. So we're in Lake City, 11 o'clock, we get my, turn my car on, we start driving, and we don't even make it two blocks, and I'm like, there's, my car's broken, there's something wrong, it sounds crazy. We pull over, it's a flat tire. So I get to Quick Trip in Lake City, it's a small town, and what do I do? I call Cordy. No, you called me first. First, I could, yes, I it did. It was a very pleasant conversation. Super pleasant. <laughs> he was going to bed, and I said, you can't sleep until I get home, and you need to drive here and help me, and he's like, no, call Cordy. So I, uh... you're right. So I called Cordy. Now, just to honor Cordy here before I throw him under the bus. Cordy, we love you. Cordy has a lot of talents. He is, you know, he led us in worship. He has 28 jobs, businesses, podcasts, golf pro, lays flooring for a living, you know, all kinds of things. No big deal. NBD. But one thing I learned that night is he's not the best mechanic. I'm sorry, Cordy, but he is a good friend and he answered my phone call 
and he came to my beck and call, and we borrowed tools because I was unprepared, and I didn't have gloves. It was super cold. We couldn't even get the thing off my tire to like fill it, and Andy's like, just fill it, and you'll be fine, and so I white-knuckled it the whole way home with my cousin in her boot, Bree with her surgery. I'm pregnant, and we, I mean, seriously, windy, what is that, Highway 63? Like, just like, Lord, get me home. Uh, And he did. And the next morning, discount tire, got us in. Christy got four new tires for winter. Amen. So what we're doing right now with this beautiful story is I want to evoke a certain feeling. Y'all had, at some point in your life, a flat tire. It stinks. It's horrible. No one wants to do it. We all want to be prepared for that moment. And we know how that feels. And uh, I remember I was a carny. I, I was glory days. Any carnies in here? They're uh, really gonna but, jump up their arms, uh, Andy. You guys are getting to know us. We're getting to know you. And one of the most kind of things that I'm most proud of is that I have got a tattoo on the back here that says Carney zero zero. 2000, no, I'm kidding. I do not have that. Sarcastic pastor jokes. Um, but if anyone wants to go get it with me, I might just go do that uh, for a good video. Uh, but I remember I was driving uh, to Milwaukee from central Wisconsin with a bunch of these inflatable games. And I mean, it was like four o'clock in the morning and I'm driving and it's like, I'm just in the zone, half sleeping, driving. And all of a sudden this crazy driver like drives up next to me and it's a single lane kind of highway deal and he's like screaming and yelling and what seems to be like cussing me out and I'm like what's his problem man like what's going on well anyway after he passes I look in my rear view mirror and what do I see sparks flying everywhere from the trailer (laughs) and it was one of those moments where honestly I wasn't really prepared and I remember I pulled over and and I looked at the tire that did not exist The rim was barely on there. And I knew at that moment I wasn't prepared for the flat tire that I just had, but we had to make it work and we had to get to Milwaukee and and eventually get to that place. Uh, But what we're trying to tell you is this, is we're a brand new church and everything we do is mobile. So like, like, like we've already had some tire issues on some of the trailers. I remember get, uh, coming to my house and we've got a smaller trailer that we put in my garage just to kind of keep uh, the, the, well, the weather away from some of the equipment in there. And I, I remember it was one morning I woke up and I looked at the tire when I got in the garage and I was like, oh, the realities of mobile church, you know, fixing a tire. Uh, at the same time, we like roll everything in these big canisters and they have these small little wheels on it and we put a lot into it, a lot of weight and, and uh, we just kind of live within the reality of the mobile church. But we think as a mobile church, as a brand new church, we want to be prepared. Mm-hmm. We want to be intentional. Uh, we want to be aware and, and we want to have clear vision uh, of who we're trying to be, where we're trying to go and what we're trying to accomplish. And so we just think like, like, we want to just set it up. We want to communicate some of those things. And I know some of you, you're thinking like, man, I didn't come here to hear about your church. I came to be inspired by my, you know, my own faith and maybe take a next step with Jesus. And I just want to say, like, I think there's a lot of correlation with the brand new church that we're going to find in Acts 2. If you have your Bible, you can open up to that. And how it co- corresponds to our everyday ordinary life. Y'all get what I'm saying? So as we speak about what kind of church we want to be, I I just want to say is like we're saying the same thing about your faith, the type of person we want to be as we're following Christ. Yeah. And so 
Like we said earlier too, you know, life is not guaranteed easy, but if we can be prepared and we can be balanced and we can help each other in our journey where we're at, then we, in results, can respond instead of reacting. We can see the need and we can meet the need. And so we just really want to focus on two things today, simple church and excellent expression. So we're going to unpack both of those today. You know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask that our value wheel is put on the screen. And what you're going to find behind that is, is something that, uh, that Christy and I, for years of ministry, uh, and, and honestly, some uh, biblical study and, and seeking the Lord through some prayer, feeling like this is uh, how we feel and how we interpret Scripture and the kind of leading of the Holy Spirit is how we want our church to roll. What you're going to see is, is you have a few of them, like Christy said, like simple church and excellent expression. And you can kind of see they're on opposite side and opposite spectrums. I want you to view those as spokes. I'm going to get this to the, at the end of, of today's little talk or message. But we believe that if, if we do simple church and we forget excellent expression, we become unbalanced. Yep. Anybody mountain biking here at all? Uh, uh, Christy was trying to convince me to ride down this stairwell with my mountain bike today. Super easy. And last night when I was really tired, I thought it was the greatest idea. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Uh, but I rolled up and I looked at him like, ah, I don't really want to be on YouTube today. I don't want to be the next sensational pastor that, that has a huge wipeout on their second week of the plan. Uh, so, uh, so we decided not to do that. But with mountain biking, what I've noticed is this one thing. Uh, I've gone off some jumps. I've hit some, some roots or some, some rocks, and they've, they've made my tires or my wheels unbalanced. And in mountain bike terms, when that happens is you're supposed to true your wheel. And all it takes is a simple... Well, maybe not that simple, but it takes some small adjustments to each spoke. And so what we want to do is just kind of set the stage through a scripture on Acts 2 about how we think we can true, number one, our walk with Jesus as well as Echo Church. And so if you have your Bibles, you can go up to Acts chapter 2, verse 41, and just to kind of set the stage is what has just happened is Peter has stood up in front of his Jewish fellows, his friends. There's a massive crowd. And at the end of presenting this idea that Jesus is the answer and the completion of the story, about 3,000, it says in verse 41, it says 3,000 people came to belief. They were added to their numbers. And they actually took even a further step and they were water baptized. They were immersed and they said, hey, you know, we're really into, into doing this. But let me read this, verse 41. It says, so they, those who accepted, those who accepted. Well, the way I read this is if they're saying for those who accept it would give me the idea that there were simply some people that did not accept. And for some of you, that might bother you because it's like, that's the beginning of the church. I mean, man, this is the beginning and everybody should be really excited at this moment. Everybody should surrender their life to Christ. And I think sometimes as Christians, we believe that it's our job to save. That it's our job to, to articulate the gospel and, and to kind of uh, tell people about Jesus and, and make people believe in Jesus. But I just want to tell you that I don't believe that it's our job to save. It's our job to proclaim. 
And I think when we start picking up that, that rake or that shovel and we're trying to like fix people and, and things like that, it just doesn't work. And so I just want Echo Church to just kind of resonate in this idea that we're not called to save, we're called to proclaim. And so what happens next in this scripture? Uh, what should we do today? I believe it corresponds together. So verse, verse 42, it says this. They continued faithfully in the teaching of the emissaries or the apostles, depending on the version you're reading, in fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayer. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna kind of un- and kind of undirt this and kind of dig this and rake in a little bit into that here just momentarily. But I do feel like I need to complete the context of the scripture. And so let's just go ahead and read the rest. It says, everyone was filled with awe and many miracles and signs took place through the apostles. All those trusting in Jesus stayed together and had everything in common. In fact, they sold their property and possessions and distributed, distributed the proceeds to all who were in need continually faithfully faithfully and with singleness of purpose to meet in the temple courts daily and breaking bread in several homes. They shared their food and joy, and here's a word I want you to hear, and simplicity of heart. It does not need to be harder than it already is. We don't have to make it hard. Verse 47, I love this, praising God and having the respect of all people and day after day, the Lord kept adding to their numbers for those who were being saved. I think if this church has a balanced approach of simple church and excellent expressions, people will look upon echo and say, we have respect. We see what they're doing. I, at the same time, individually, simplistically, in your own like walk with Christ, if you, if you apply these things, I believe, to your life, the same thing happens. People like, have respect and they wanna give you props and they, they wanna hear you and believe and at least listen about the God that you believe in that you serve. So here's some application. Uh, the first is, is the teaching of the emissaries or the teaching of the apostles. Uh, the apostles. I'd like to term it like this. They were committed to Jesus Before they were apostles, they were disciples. And before they were disciples, they were simple people, just like us. Normal people, they had a normal job. They were fishermen, they were were tax collectors. Uh, There were some people that were like zealots and and then they fought against the Roman country and, and empire and the culture. And all these people, something changed. And that one thing, what we talked about last week. Jesus walked into the center of their life and said, come follow me. So before they were apostles, they were disciples. And before they were disciples, they were just normal people who left everything and said, this is not the number one thing in my life. I am willing to follow no matter what. And then they became disciples. And what I think is absolutely, uh, I think just uh, articulated perfectly through a commentary I read, read this week is this, this man says, They were qualified to be apostles for this task because of their companionship with Jesus. Just think about that. Their companionship with Jesus. And some of of us were really good at going online and watching a famous pastor or a YouTube special on how to follow Jesus And that's all well and good, but I just want to tell you that nothing 
Nothing can replace the simplicity and the organic nature of you and Jesus. Y'all know what I'm talking about. There are some people that think they can accomplish anything in life because they watched a YouTube special. You know what I'm saying? Like when I untrued my wheel mountain biking, I was like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to get it rebalanced. And so I watched this YouTube video and man, I, I adjusted the spoke here and, and on the other side and then the few over. And then next thing you know, I had the worst wheel in my life. And I had to go and buy a brand new one. And I just want to make this point. The ancient learner and the beginning of the church, the disciple, they left everything to be in the proximity of Jesus. And so we at Echo Church, we want to help you with that. Some of you, you just started this walk with Christ and we get this. And so what we've done and what we've prepared for is this, is a thing we call Echo Culture. It will be at the very first of every month after church. We might get it in between within services eventually, but what it's gonna be is the first and second and the third week of the month, what we wanna do is help you take next steps yeah. so that you can learn not only how you can be in proximity of others in this place and with people, but also with God and help you take next steps. So just put that on your calendar and plan on taking a next step here just in a few short weeks so that we can receive from the teaching of the emissaries that the Lord and the Holy Spirit can speak to us individually. Yeah, the second point that we're very passionate about that you'll hear us talk about all the time is fellowship. And fellowship is a Christian word for doing life together. We want to be in community. We want to know each other. And we want to take it a step further. I think Sunday mornings are awesome. This one hour in your week, you know, to set us up for success. And, you know, you go out and you can think about the sermon or the songs that you sang. And it can definitely make a huge impact. But we as a church and as leadership, really want to provide opportunities for you guys to get to know new people and where you're doing life together. Because I don't know about you, like with your jobs, maybe I know for me, when I have worked, I'm a hairstylist, and when I worked in salons in town, when we would go on a business trip together, it's like sometimes we need to be reminded, you know, you can work together. Oh, we work together. Or they're my coworker. But then the power of like going to hair training or something and you are laughing, you're sharing meals and you come back and you're like, I love working with these people. Or maybe you go out to work for happy hour or something like after, but it's just like being intentional. And so we want to do that as a church. And so our on-ramp for that to provide opportunities for you guys is echo gatherings or echo tables. And what those are are Bible studies, life groups, and we have a, we're going to have a huge variety. We're going to be starting them on October 13th, and it will be a six to eight week study. And we want our goal is to have lots of people leading groups, and this can be like going rock climbing with Andy, not Christy. This or we could you know learn what's we'll the show word again, a video guys? Next week. Learn how to what's that term? Propel? No, propel. That's what I, what do I not, I don't know how to do? Just keep going. Keep going. Something I don't know how to do. We'll do that. It'll be Christy working through the fears group. Mm. Um, it can be a cooking group. It can be going to Target on Thursdays and just shopping together. It can be unpacking a Bible study together, but we just want to do life together. So whether it's in your home, gathering around a table, or you're going out in the community and you're doing something because we just see, I know in my life, that is when I saw a major change in my life was when I was hanging out with people who had my best interests and I was doing life alongside. So what we're saying is commitment to Jesus and then community or communion with each other. 
Let me just tell you the biblical basis, I think, of small groups or what we call table communities is that Jesus, at the end of his life, uses an everyday, ordinary type of thing. And he gathers his close friends and a few other people, and he says this, remember me in this. And you know that is communion. But we think we can use an everyday, ordinary life and include others and Jesus and not only bless others, but also bless Jesus in that obedient action of doing life together. The third thing is breaking of bread. I like to term it as communion for each other. Getting together and coming around the table is communion with each other. Breaking of the bread, I think, is communion for each other. And when you read this reference, I believe it was supposed to be a remembrance or a reminder of an account in Luke 9. Uh, and if you guys can read that later if you want. But what it is is that Jesus is sitting there and he's teaching this huge group of people. And then all of a sudden, like because they're there for so long, the disciples come up and said, hey, the people are hungry. We should send them away and send them to the adjacent cities and let them feed themselves. And Jesus said, no, I think you should feed them. <laughs> and the way that I read it and the way that I see it, I see it that Jesus wanted to look at his disciples and said, and it was kind of a precursor of what he wanted to do, uh, really kind of what he wanted the disciples to do for the rest of their life. He said, no, your calling in life is to feed people. Let me say it like this. I believe Jesus said, I know you want people to serve themselves, but in my kingdom, I want you to serve people. Yeah. Man, that deserved an amen. Amen. I'm getting Hot. too excited here. God wants us to serve people. Let me say it like this. If you want to love God better, then love people better. If you want to serve God better, serve people better. And we can't gain God, God's acceptance and salvation by doing that because we already have it. But our response is faithfulness mm -hmm. in the context of God's best asset. Yeah. And that's you. That's your neighbor and that's your coworker. So can we serve others? The last not least, is communion with God daily. It's this commitment to prayer. It's the simplistic journey back to the beginning. In Genesis, we read it, that God walked in the cool of the day with humanity. Don't downplay and don't ever forget that's exactly what God wants you to do. This is, yes, the collective picture of echo, but this is for you individually. And I believe that if we begin to apply these things to our life, the person we are today won't be the person we are tomorrow, the next day and years later, if we stay committed to those practices. Yeah, so what do we do when we get the flat tire? Do we just leave the car on the road? I know I've been tempted to do that a few times. But I think it's just having, seeking that balance. Because like we've been talking about, life is not easy. We're not going to 
avoid trials and circumstances. And so it's seeking a rhythm, a simple rhythm every single day. So coming to church or reading your Bible and having a prayer life and doing life with people. And, and I know you're like, that's overwhelming, but just taking one day at a time, one week at a time, like I can do this and, and seeking God and giving him everything that you're struggling with. And I think another thing with that is where we are prepared to help other people, you know, and by serving God, we're serving people. And so, you know, back to the metaphor with the flat tire, like don't just drive by people on the road that are struggling. Because I know I have been on that road in the middle of winter too many times and everyone passes me and I'm like, I just need some help. I don't have gloves. I don't have, I've been out of gas which, yep, that's a good one. I thought my car was totally broken and then we took it, you know, good old, get AAA, be prepared. And AAA's like, your car's just out of gas. I'm oh. like, it had to have been many other things. But sure? I think that was the car, the gas gauge didn't work. <laughs> so, but we just want, you know, to be prepared for our own trials as much as we can, but to also help other people, to serve them by serving God. And so we have a couple verses that we wanted to read today that really show this and display it. And the first one I want to read is out of Colossians, and that's in the New Testament, and it's verse 3, or chapter 3, verse 23. And they are speaking to the slaves here, and it says, whatever work you do, put yourself into it as those who are serving, not merely other people, but the Lord. And what they're saying here is just, where is our heart? What is our perspective? And it's not the grumbling, because I know we could do it, even if it's in your workplace or your family, you're like, I'll do this. I know I get frustrated when I feel like I'm the only one cleaning in the house and I can have some attitude occasionally, like every day. But it's just like, I am serving my family. I am serving God by serving my family. And I just think it's the attitude. And before Christy moves on from this, the context of Colossians 3.23, 3.22 is God speaking to the slave. Yeah. Arguably the worst scenario that we know in our modern day reality, something that none of us would want to feel. None of us would wanna be in that position. And God looks at these people, he talks to other people as well, but he says this, serve me even in the midst of the worst scenario. And what we're trying to get to is this, is we can be that simple church over here. And we can nail the spiritual practices and, and, and we can do like a home run. Woo, we did it. We, man, we worshiped with all of our heart and we were excited and with passion. But on the flip side, if we forget the adjacent spoke, and this is unbalanced, this excellent expression to, to, to realize that there is a balance and there's supposed to be a balance between worship and your work. And some of us, we feel so disconnected. In fact, some of us, we've grown up in a home where we've seen the worship done really well. And when mom and dad gets home, it's not so great. And what we want to do is just kind of throw it up in the air here and just say, could we do both? Could we do both? Could we find that balance? Christy, why don't you read Titus? Yeah, this is Titus chapter three, verse eight. And it says, speak with confidence about these things so that those who have put their trust in God may apply themselves to doing good deeds. These are both good to themselves and valuable to the, valuable to the community. 
And what this is saying is just whatever we do to trust and to step out. And I just think that so often when I, my natural tendency is I like control or I like to compartmentalize. And we're here today to just say, throw that out the window and just let it pour into all areas of your life. It's not giving God like, oh, I'll give you just, you know, my finances or I'll give you the health of my children or I'll give you, you know, like I need a job right now. Where should I work? But it's giving him everything and trusting and taking that step. And last week was our first week of Echo, and we were just overwhelmed with some response that we had received via email and text message and phone calls this past past week. And we had a woman who gave us permission to read a letter that she had written on Facebook, actually, after she had attended our service. And so I just want to read this today. Today I did something big. Today I went to church for the first time since my father committed suicide when I was 18. That is 18 years of only going to churches because I had to for weddings or funerals. When my dad was written off by the church and I wrote off organized religion, and today I realized also Jesus and God being in my life. About four months ago, I started seeing this echo posted by all my friends. And of course, being the curious person I am, I had to look into it further. I was intrigued and had this weird pull to it that I wasn't familiar with. I wasn't able to make it to their launch parties, but I put it on my calendar for the opening day. I had every opportunity to make excuses, especially being over 45 minutes away. But every time I tried to make an excuse, something inside me did not allow it. Today, I pulled up scared to death. I don't go to church, right? Well, I walked in with an amazing woman whose faith is contagious to more good mornings than I have ever received. I can't explain the feeling I had this morning other than my heart is finally full. I have done a ton of self-growth and there was something always missing. I realized today this was it. I was missing my savior in my life and this amazing family. Today I was rescued and I surrendered. For once I feel whole. I have tons of questions, not many answers, but I will continue to take each step forward. Why? Because I have you by my side. I always have, but this time I want you there. You guys bow your heads, you close your eyes just for focal reasons. We're not gonna steal your wallet or anything, I promise. I just sense that there's some people in this room here today. We talk about the spiritual practices. We try to balance it out with excellent expression. You resonate with the woman who wrote that Facebook post. And when you think of church, When you think about a relationship with God and you think about religion, the words that are connected with that would be hypocrisy or two-faced or liars. And today, I just sense, and I didn't do this last hour, but I feel like I need to do this today. I feel like we need to apologize to you. Because somewhere along the road, we got off track. We had a flat tire and maybe we didn't fix it. And those sparks 
affected you and you are collateral damage because of someone who just didn't balance this out. At the same, in the same breath, I wanna tell you this, none of us can do this. None of us can balance it. It doesn't make sense, but it does because Jesus wants to come into the center of your life and help you balance it all out. And it's a step-by-step process. I believe a full and balanced life starts with surrender, and I just wanna tell you today, you cannot do it alone. We need Jesus. And if you've not surrendered your life to God yet, we feel like we need to give you the opportunity to do that today. And church, there's some of you in this place that you've prayed this a million times, but we know that there's a few people who have never prayed this before. So I'm gonna ask that you would just be bold today and you would pray out loud and repeat after me as we support those who are praying this for the very first time. Can we do that, church? Let's pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than I have answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me, lead me, in Jesus' name and his authority. And if you agree with that today, will you say amen? In, um, we're in the parking lot. This is a, this is a PS add-on to the episode here. We wanted to add some clarity to Christy's story because we actually have people that were at the event, so we thought we'd add some clarifying details. We're here with Brie Mullen. Um, Brie was not in the service. She was dutifully serving. Um, Brie, tell us your memory of that fateful evening in Lake City. Well, I do remember that it was extremely cold. Yes, it was very cold and that we had just got done hanging out there are a few of us who may have been post-operative and a little um hung up with whether yeah and then we had tried to call our um feather fellow guys and they were actively gaming um instead of answering their phones so once um the females got out and assessed and felt like maybe we couldn't do this i walked inside the um the gas station got us the tool we needed. We're able to take off the cap and I filled the tire so we could successfully make it all the way home, which was a completely blown flat tire, but by the grace of God, we made it home. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Echo Church Podcast. We would love to see you here. I'm literally walking through the halls as this place is getting torn down. We're gonna be setting back up next Sunday morning. We'll see you at a service there. Till next week. Adios. Don't lay around in front of the cart again. Any final words for the podcast? Uh, Superfluous. Okay.